Hey guys, what's up? This is Rob Rod the Hype Guy here. Happy hour with Ryan, and we got the pre-show right now, hype show if you will, uh, to get you ready. And we got Lewis Buehling on deck live from Orlando, Florida is going to come in here in a little bit and talk with us. So uh, just touch on a few things here. Um, man, 4th of July was really good. Um, you know, we were expecting, you know, rain in the forecast. Uh, glad that kind of passed by. Uh, a couple new friends of ours, Susan and Rachel, had uh, invited us over for a barbecue and a little swim party. Like I said, uh, didn't, you know, wasn't a lot of people, so uh, hopefully everybody was safe in whatever you were doing. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too crowded where you were uh, since we got, you know, this big pandemic going on. But uh, it was just nice, uh, you know, being around people again. Uh, I think the last little get together I was at was the crawfish I talked about a few weeks ago. Friend Chris had one. But uh, man, I'd been like dressing ready to go swimming the last couple times. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, forgot my swim shorts and I was swimming in cargo shorts. So I ran to Walmart. And uh, while I was there, I saw that uh, Lost 40 uh, had their uh, Bing Bing Black Cherry uh, Seltzer uh, Punchy Brunchy there, which I uh, finally got to try. Tried the Strawberry Blackberry. But man, you know, Black Cherry is kind of like a, a flavor. It's kind of hit or miss, but man, it's really good. So definitely try that out. If you haven't, it's really good. And it's one of those things, you know, the seltzers kind of creep up on you if you've had like a few. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, it was really good. Um, saw some fireworks downtown. Uh, I don't know, man, they kind of actually started a little early uh, in the week. And, and be honest, we didn't know if it was gunshots or fireworks, but yeah, I think there were fireworks, man. And it was seemed like it was getting so closer to our... Uh, apartment building here downtown but uh yeah hopefully everybody's fourth was good and uh you know you were safe with friends and family uh man if you're seeing the news kanye west is supposedly running for president uh here i know uh, a couple years ago he was saying 2024 but uh i think it's probably too late i think this is just all uh uh, a parade and uh, I think he's trying to help his buddy Trump out there um, and whatnot so I guess good for him if he does I, I don't I don't think he will though um, like I said I think this is just all big sham or whatnot man Pat Mahomes signs a uh, 400 million dollar contract uh, 150 guaranteed and this is for 10 years yikes I don't know 10 years is a long time because we know trades happen it just i don't know i know that, that that's crazy that's a big deal though um i just wonder how the cowboys are going to do that with dak prescott he's been trying to sign some big money although mahomes did win a super bowl in his third year i believe so uh, yeah it's crazy man it's crazy um so unsolved mysteries uh if you haven't uh checked it out definitely do so on netflix they dropped six episodes supposedly going to drop six more later in the year and man, it's been blowing up. Uh, we were talking on a post a couple of days ago and uh, people throwing out the different theories and supposedly they've had a lot of like write-ins. Uh, people got, you know, tips on uh, a couple of the episodes. Uh, man, episode one, two, and four were kind of some mysterious disappearances. And I think episode three was around um, a few years ago. There was a... Uh, 
a French family and supposedly the dad killed the family and then he like fled like a fugitive and I guess is living somewhere else. Uh, they thought he had committed suicide in these mountains. Man, some very compelling, interesting stuff. Um, I think episode five was uh, made it to there. I didn't get to finish it, but it's regarding some UFO uh, appearances in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, all these people are documenting the accounts of kind of what went down with that. So, yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, Unsolved Mysteries uh, back on there on Netflix. So, uh, definitely binge it if you get a chance. Uh, lastly, before we get to our intro for our uh, guest this week, uh, Brewski's was a hot topic in the news. Brewski's Pub and Grub is that actually on 315 Main Street here in Little Rock. And uh, I'm actually, my guest next week, again, another surprise. Uh, we're actually going to talk about that amongst some other few things. But, um, man, people, you got people defending Brewski's, and then you got another side of people saying we're never going to go there again. And, you know, they're like, man, they, they're not in you know, they're having them forcing employees to come in to work and this and that. I mean, you know, all kinds of different arguments from, from point A to point B, you probably imagine. Um, man, it got to like 155 comments, I believe, at one point. And then I saw some other uh, posts uh, online on the newsfeed released uh, saying they didn't comply with the, the CDC guidelines and all that. So, man, I definitely would love if a uh, employee from Brewski's would come up and uh, kind of speak on the podcast. I don't know, though. I'm not really sure if that would ever happen. But like I said, we'll probably dive a little bit more into it uh, next week on episode eight. So without further ado, we're going to get into this week's guest, uh, Louis Buehling, uh good friend and uh brother of mine uh uca conway from little rock give you a little background uh met him through sigma new fraternity um really cool guy man he's gonna touch a lot uh about uh, like journey in life you know college uh getting to his career how he ended up in orlando at universal studios some things i didn't know in between there before he got to orlando places he worked at and man he's just uh you know, journey into the arts uh, and theater. So it's really interesting, great conversation and uh, definitely a great podcast. First dial in one that I've had so far, man, it worked awesome. And again, check out Anchor, man. It's It, it hasn't disappointed me yet. Um, real easy to use. Um, like I just sent him the link and he eventually dialed in, came in and I heard the beat and we started the podcast, simple and easy as that. So without further ado, up here next, live from Orlando, Florida, is my friend and brother, Louis Buehling, on this week's Happy Hour episode with Ryan. Louis, you on board the Happy Hour with Ryan? What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Thanks, man. man fantastic. <laughs> it's been a minute. It has. Yeah, man. I think, man, I was remembering when I was writing out this, uh, I came down to Orlando, um, this was a couple of years ago and we drove me and my mom 15 hours. Uh -huh. And I think you were at a wedding, man. I was like, I'm going to try to see you, Marcus. And then, uh, Robbie's, you know, he's actually still down in Pensacola. And oh I yeah. Got to see, yeah. Robbie Matthews I only got to see Marcus man, but 
man is awesome. I got to actually see him perform his element with the pride course and everything, man. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, before we get actually back to how you got down to Orlando, so kind of tell us where you're from, the audience, and and, uh, and a little bit kind of, you know, growing up, the home life, the siblings, kind of start us off with that. Okay. Uh, so I was born in uh, – I was born in Traverse City, Michigan, where nothing – uh, happened in 1984, but uh, now apparently it's blown up and become this uh, huge uh, craft brewery like mecca, which I was very sad to hear about now because I definitely don't ever want to go back there because it's mm-hmm. really boring otherwise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, when I was two, we moved down to Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, I was pretty much raised in Little Rock. Okay. Uh, yeah, over in the on the west side of Little Rock and. Like Pleasant Forest and all that stuff. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, no siblings growing up. Uh, picked up a couple of adopted uh, friends, if you will, uh, <laughs> along <laughs> the way between uh, between. Oh, I don't know. I guess between high school and and uh, college, I, I I picked up some scragglers. Called them go. my own. Misfits. Misfits. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just a little before we get to, uh, to college, you know, it's kind of how we met. But, uh, man, you went to Parkview Magnet Arts Program? Uh, yeah, I went to Parkview Arts and Science Magnet. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Pretty good. Pretty. I mean, seem like everybody I see out, they think like I look from Parkview and I'm like, yeah, I guess I have a twin or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know those arts and science kids, they all look alike. Yeah, definitely, man. But, man, I was thinking about it. I know probably more people from Parkview, and it started with Kevin Gerard, which... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, everybody knows him. Yeah. Um. So what kind of path were you looking to take out of high school? Was, you know, I usually ask all my guests, is college always on the horizon in the books, or what kind oh, of you man. looking to do uh, leaving high school, I didn't know what to expect, man. I didn't, I didn't think I was ever going to finish high school. And then when I did, I was like, oh, well, I, I guess that was that. And before I finished, like, you know, the last couple of months, my mom was like, Hey, by the way, you're going to college. And I was like, I, I didn't <laughs> plan on that, but I, all right, I guess I'm going to college. Um, so like before I graduated, I had already auditioned for the band up at UCA. Uh, mm-hmm. I auditioned for UCA and ASU, uh, I got an okay offer from ASU for their scholarships. And then I got a really great scholarship from UCA. So we went with that. Um, and I thought I wanted to do music education. Uh, everybody in my family did music education and I did not end up wanting to do music education even a little bit. And just when you said band, uh, uh, man, you know, Michael Cripps then, don't you? Yeah, I know Mikey Cripps, yeah. Awesome, yeah. We're good friends, too. Actually, through yeah, he's a good man. Him. Yeah, he, they're in Hawaii now. Yeah, he's got a good setup. Yeah, you're super set up. So, yeah, so everybody in your family, you said, uh, musically inclined, if you will. Uh, yeah, I was the, the, the weird black sheep of my family. I was the only person in about two generations to not be a music education major uh-huh. and to not go to Arkansas State. Really? So most of your family went to Arkansas State, graduated from there? Yeah, my dad is from Michigan. He didn't have any siblings, but uh, a couple of loose cousins, and they were all up in Michigan or uh, scattered out west. Uh, And we weren't really close to them growing up. But my mom's side of the family, she had three brothers 
two of them had two sons each and oh, wow. everybody was up there ish of uh the of the northeast arkansas uh in the jonesboro paragould area gotcha gotcha okay okay and so so, yeah everybody went there (laughs) oh very cool yeah so man because i remember mom wanted me my mom wanted me to go to henderson and i i took a different path it was just me myself but yeah ended up coming to little rock Uh, i don't know why i just you know wanted to go somewhere because everybody i feel like and I love UCA, don't get me wrong, but everybody's going to UCA in my class or Henderson for the most part. So, yep. yeah. Um, so, man, uh, how, did, how did kind of Sigma Nu come on the horizon there uh, while you're on campus? Uh, oh, man. Pledging fraternity or is back of your head, back of your mind? Or, well, you know? I was a uh, I was a late bloomer. I also took uh, I took uh, my sweet, sweet time uh, with my education. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I turned that four year. Yeah, I just I really appreciated the college life, so I turned that four year into a seven year, oh, and uh, yeah. I didn't pledge uh, Sigma Nu until oh lordy, I want to say my fourth or fifth year, something like that. It was my fourth okay. year because I was in for like three years straight. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, but before that, I was I was in another organization associated with the band, and. Uh, they didn't like it when I had fun, so they got rid of me. <laughs> so fun, like maybe coming to band practice drunk or no, <laughs> never that, never that, never that, gotcha, never gotcha. that. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I you know my I'd 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 been there for a, basically a full collegiate career already with mm-hmm. the band and, and music and whatnot, exactly. and I had already changed my major over to uh, theater. And I was way more involved in theater and a lot of my science classes because I was going for a bachelor's of science. Okay. And so, um, so by the time I finally parted ways with the band, uh, I needed something else to kind of fill that void because I'm one of those guys like I don't like to multitask, but I do like to have multiple things going so that I don't get too pent up on one thing and I can actually uh-huh. just sort of distract. Like you know, it's like oh, I can't figure this one out. Yeah. I'll go distract myself over here with that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I, I would do that. Um, so that's, that's what kind of brought me to Sigma Nu. And actually, um, Marcus, uh, was the first guy that I ever talked to about that. Um, yeah, I, I remember, I remember vividly meeting him, uh, actually at Flying Saucer downtown Little Rock, uh, okay. in the downstairs yep. area with a friend of ours. Uh-huh. Um, and we met, we shook hands and, and just kind of hit it off and started talking some more. And then I think probably a week, week and a half later, I was like, all right, so tell me all about it. And then his little bro, Eric mm-hmm. Baca, was the one that rushed me oh, uh, that summer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, oh, no, it was perfect. It was great. But yeah, so then uh, I, the rest is history. Fall of 06. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fall of 06, I pledged. Wow, so, yeah, man, because it was, and I was thinking I got on Euler campus, and I had actually met uh, a guy that was he was an A five A, and my it was funny. My roommate uh, that first year, ex- yeah, first year was actually pledging the same semester. I was pledged spring of four, mm-hmm. and I said I'd probably wait till I'm a junior, and I ended up doing. And even a friend of mine from back home said, "Man, I see you're going to pledge a fraternity," and <laughs> lo and behold, yeah, man. So um want to get into kind of like the theater, like, so has that always appealed to you? You know, you know, you come from magnet art science school mm-hmm. uh, or what kind of like drew you into like the theater arts and dance type uh, major there? Well, uh, like I said, we started, you know, my whole family, I, I grew up in mm-hmm. some form or fashion of performance art. 
Um, and it wasn't always, you know, the uh, the performance aspect of it. It wasn't always, you know, being the guy on stage playing the instrument or being the guy, you know, that's right. that's acting or something like that. It mm-hmm. was uh, my dad also was um, he was uh, a, a sound engineer, which he was a sound engineer in the 60s and the 70s when everything was still reel to reel tape or vinyl records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was old school. He was before okay. anything went digital. Um, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so so I had that little bit of an aspect. And then I also went to Horace Mann uh, Arts and Science yep. uh, for junior high back when there was junior high before middle school in Arkansas. Um, gotcha. And so from then on, I just I don't know. I just I, I liked the idea of uh, being a part of a group effort to put something mm-hmm. out there, you know? Yeah, it's it's something about that collaboration between a whole mess of people to get one construct out there. Um, so that kind of flourished even more in, in high school. Uh, I did a little bit of everything, especially in college too. I, I did a little bit of everything. Uh, of, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would act, I would, I would build the sets. I would learn the lighting and all that stuff. Uh, actually, the, the funny thing is the only thing my dad did technical was audio and I never, ever touched audio. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I did everything. Else. I guess that was the way I rebelled. I showed him. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so you always like working at like with, with i guess so to speak i guess that's kind of with jobs to, like working with a team so to speak yeah absolutely yeah I, yeah I think that's you know i mean that's that was sort of my draw to uh to sigma nu and that was my draw to the band and that was my job i mean that's just sort of been my draw I mean, and i guess a psychiatrist would look at it and be like oh he's an only child he wants to be a part of some bigger family but i also grew up in a pretty big family i just like having a lot of people around i guess yeah that's kind of like with me too i was the only child as well we got that in common um i mean yeah no brothers no sisters uh but i was always like i never met a stranger just love being around people always like like to go places i guess that's why Absolutely. i like road trips and yeah man just i love being around people because you know most people are like yeah but they had a brother and sister so a lot of times now nah, I'm, I'm just kind of an introvert or, but I'm just opposite. I'm, I'm out there and, and ready to, to get down. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Um, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, going to the timeline here. So after you graduated, did you go to New York? Cause I remember talking to Chris Alley at one point. On a oh yeah. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was telling us this was like 2009. And I just remember, yeah. oh, yeah, I know Lewis, you know. So after you graduated, how did the opportunity and did you go to New York? Is that true? Or I went to New York State. Um, yeah. Yes. let's. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't go to New York City until Jesus, I think 2011. And I did not. It was not for me. That was that's not a place for me. Um, how, that's what they say a lot. Of like, I've never I want to go to New York, mm-hmm. but they just say, eh, I don't know if you it's I've heard hey, say you don't visit, go, but. visit all day long. But uh, no, no, mm-hmm. thank you. Otherwise, no, I uh, I got a job. Uh, I graduated in the summer. Of, like I had like one summer class left and I took that and I graduated yeah. uh, in 2009. And okay. uh, I stuck around that uh, that summer to do to do that one class, but also to do uh, mm-hmm. my next Next to last? No, not even remotely my next to last. Anyway, uh, another season with Arkansas Shakespeare uh, Theater uh, up there in Conway. Um, Yeah, because at that point, I'd I'd really solidified what I wanted to do and 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 what fields I was you know huge into lighting I was huge into to the construction of all the sets and and being a carpenter and a welder and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, that's what I was doing. So I got a I found a, a ping 
in some little town in upstate New York called uh, Cohoes, New York. Um, uh-huh. It's about 10 miles north of Albany, so it was even colder. Gotcha. And uh, it was it was one of the worst uh, experiences of my professional career. Oh, wow. How so? Just uh... Uh, There was a show that we did. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm pre- Actually, I'm pretty sure everybody knows it. It's uh, Sweeney Todd. Okay. We were, yeah. 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 Okay. So we were doing we were doing Sweeney Todd, and they didn't have a scenic designer. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have a technical director, which is sort of the guy that's like the foreman, and he's like got all the drawings, and he's like, all right, here's how we're gonna build it. Uh, and I was there just as a master carpenter, so I'm basically the guy that's like, I've got my hand on all the projects, but I also you have like everything. the. Yeah, but I've also got like my my own personal projects that are going on with the show that are that are like my that are like a little bit bigger and stuff like that. But I was also right. then the master electrician, so I was also supposed to be there to help the guys doing all the lighting stuff because they didn't. This theater didn't have anything. I mean, this this was I don't know. I think the this the house sat like I don't know like 125 people tops. Like it was not a big theater, but it was an old yeah. vaudeville theater, so it was beautiful. This beautiful yeah. old house. And uh, mm-hmm. so they didn't have anything. And anyway, so while we were doing Sweeney Todd, they were also uh, midway through their season and mm-hmm. feeling the pinch of that. They weren't paying people. And for two months, mm-hmm. they didn't pay me with the promise that it's going to get better. And I was like, cool. It's been two months. I don't have savings. I'm out. And so Holy I. Crap. Like, how did you make? Did you just have like money saved up? I had money saved up. Mom and dad helped me out a lot, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, as as best they could, too. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I'm not, I'm not some rich white kid flush with cash. That's, (laughs) that's just not a thing. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely was, was very lucky that I had people that helped me out. Like, as soon as I, as soon as I left there, like, I flew home for Thanksgiving. And then (laughs) the, when I flew back up, I was packing and I was gone. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and when I left, I got back down to Arkansas. My uh, my technical director from college, Tom Marhanke, was like, hey, I got you this job with the Arkansas Symphony. Deal with that. We'll figure out the rest later. Yeah. And that's what we did. And it worked out great. You know, from there, I got a lot of great uh, a lot of great gigs that I got lucky to fall into from there. Nice. And then so you were moved. I didn't know that, that you had moved back. Um, oh yeah. So you're working with the symphony. So um, when did the? Because and then I want to say, did Marcus call you about? He was just like, "Hey, come down to Orlando." Uh, oh no, Orlando <laughs> was uh, no. Orlando was uh, a good long ways away. So uh-huh. uh, I'll try not to make it a boring story. But oh, uh, where is? Yep. <laughs> so so I was working with the Arkansas Symphony. Uh, that eventually led back into working uh, at Arkansas Shakespeare Theater again. And that reminded me, you know, hey, you got a damn degree in theater. Like, don't waste away here doing a subpar job. Nothing against the Arkansas Symphony. Great organization. I enjoyed my time working with them. But I was just driving a truck of their instruments to and from one place or another. It was not the best deal. So so from there, uh, I got a call. I was working on a movie. Like, I was doing a a little indie film with a friend of mine up in northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And... Actually, the film that got me started on my IMDb page with all two of my credits. Look out. Yes, we got to plug that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we were working on that film, and I got a call from one of the lighting designers. Actually, the lighting designer of uh, Sweeney Todd uh, from that theater that I was at. And he was like, hey, man, I'm up here at this other summer stock theater in Cortland, New York, which is uh, just outside of Syracuse. I've heard of Cortland. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the hometown of Dio himself. 
Uh, wow. Yep. And so uh, I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, when do you need me up there? He was like, yesterday. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. So I got up there for their last mm-hmm. three shows. I don't even remember what they were called. I mean, one of them was, they were finishing up Brigadoon when I got up there. And then the rest of them, I don't remember. But it was this real cool old school theater uh, that was in this giant gazebo. Again, a very small one, but a ton of fun. Uh, it was a different way of doing things. Their shop for the scenic stuff was all in a bowling alley. <laughs> but uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah. So from there, on the when I was driving up to Cortland, I got a phone call, uh, pinging me back from uh, an application I threw up there from a Renaissance fair, and I was like, well, whenever I saw the thing for it, like looking for people, I was like, well, this is this is either going to be a really dumb thing. Or it might be really cool. Who knows? Yeah, you and, never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I put in for it, and I got the call. Nice. And you know, they were like, "Well, here's what the pay is," and I was like, "That sounds fucking terrible." They're like, "Well, yes, but it's, <laughs> but it's a five month contract, uh-huh. and there's housing provided." And I was like, Please. "Okay, okay, that's a little bit more interesting." And then they were like, "Well, we also will. Uh, <laughs> there, we have a special effects specialist uh, that's part of the scene." And I was like, "Oh," and they're like, "Yeah, so we will." Well, he does master classes uh, at least once every other week. And I was like, oh, shit. Nice. All right. Because if there's one thing that you can do right in the professional world is learn everything. I, I don't <laughs> care if you're a Renaissance man or not. Learn everything and then find what you specialize in. You know, like I don't, trades, yeah. Yeah. Learn it all. And then what you can focus on, do it. If you don't want to focus on anything, good. You can, you're good at a lot of other shit. Well versed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I was like, all right, cool. Well, here's the thing. I'm on my way to Cortland, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, that's cool. So finish that contract and then we'll see you here in a couple of months. And I was like, all right, cool. So I literally like packed for, I packed for a month and a half and I ended up being gone until November. No. Yeah. November. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I got home on Thanksgiving that year too. But um, so I get to this Renaissance fair uh, and it's, it's huge. This is in Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, in, in, Jesus Christ, what's the name of that fucking town? Ah, doesn't matter. Anyway, it's it's the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. It's it's the it's one of the largest rim fairs in America. It's forty-two square acres of a small village. Jeez. Oh it, man. yeah, it's huge. It's wow. insane. And that's yeah. why they have a special effects specialist, is that wow. they've got um, they've got this joust at the end of the day where like, you know, X team and Y team are duking it out, and they've got a pro- uh, a professional cast of actors that they've got this storyline that goes throughout the entire day. And at the end of the day, it all culminates at the joust where there's somebody's going to invade somebody. And so they start shooting cannons. And so that's where we come in. We have a cannon that's set up behind the audience. We've got all these explosives and stuff rigged up on the stage, fireball, concussion mortars, all this kinds of stuff. Uh, So medieval times-ish, Night's Tale... (laughs) Uh, I mean, I haven't been to medieval times, but that's because okay. I don't want to have to yeah. be judgy. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're just sitting there. I mean, we went our senior year and um, like it's basically whoever's section is the loudest. And uh, we actually ended up winning. So it was like a tournament, like jousting. And then uh, came back. He got knocked out the first round, came at the end and, and won. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then he like got the queen or whatever. It was really neat, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool hey man as long as it's a good show that's all that matters exactly exactly so uh but yeah so i uh i bounced back and forth between arkansas and uh pennsylvania 
And, uh, you know, a couple of random jobs here and there. Like I had a, a buddy of mine that I worked for in Arkansas with MP Productions. And so we would do a couple of jobs here and there uh, in Louisiana and stuff like that. Um, did uh, a small theater reading for a new up and coming. Well, at the time it was a new musical. Uh, it's nothing anybody's heard. Of. It's called uh, Waiting. And okay. uh, we did that in uh, Colorado. That was my first time that far out west. So that was kind of cool. Nice. The what show was not great. Uh, we were in Boulder. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were in Boulder. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, from there, um, like I said, just kept going back and forth. And by the time it was 2012, mm-hmm. uh, I went up for my third year at the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just like, man, I'm ready for something else. Like, I don't have something for real. And I'm, you know, honestly, I'm tired of working at the Ren Fair. Yeah. And uh, the special effects guy was like, well, fuck it. Come to Orlando, man. I can put you to work. And I was like, hey, yeah. all right. All right. Cool. 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 And uh, so I did that. I came down. Uh, and then, you know, a few months later, everybody was done being in special effects. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that, that's, that's sort of a thing. They, they, they had life stuff going on. And so everybody had to go on and do life stuff. So that's all good. So yeah. I got a couple of good gigs out of it. You know, I did. I worked on uh, I worked on the volcano that's out at Disney Springs that's on top oh, of Rainforest Cafe. Oh, really? uh, yeah, there's like a couple of fireballs, some flame spires and uh, some water fog that we did. And then I worked on, yeah, we did a whole bunch of little stuff. There's, we worked on uh, some, there's a ride at Legoland that's got some like little Lego people that move and stuff. And we did something with that. I don't know. I just prepared the actuators for it and then it got sent out. I haven't even been on the property yet. Gosh, um, okay. Did, uh, did some of that. And then uh, with not with, not with that company, but with a different company, I did uh, all the special effects installations for Diagon Alley and, mm-hmm. Uh, both train stations and escape from green gots uh, over at universal studios. Gotcha. That was before I actually started working for universal. So then while I was working on that, I got a call to go up to a small theater in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. while I was in Minnesota, I got the call to whenever I got back to Orlando, if I wanted to start working at universal for universal. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll check it out for, for now. Let's see what's next. And And then the next thing I know it's now six years later and I'm still here. Yeah, so Minnesota, how did that kind of come back real quick? Oh, yeah. uh, Get the opportunity. Uh, Minnesota, I got, actually, it was a friend of a friend, uh, a friend of mine that I was in school with at UCA Theater. Uh, She had a friend at her grad school that needed uh, an ATD, an assistant technical director, real fast. No, what was that? It was MasterCard. I was MasterCard. Needed a MasterCard real fast. And I was like, well, I haven't done carpentry, you know, theatrical carpentry in a couple Mm -hmm. of years because, you know, I've been doing special effects and they're like no that's all good let's do this and i was like all right cool so i went up to minnesota to uh a little tiny town called winona minnesota okay Uh, it 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 is the town that that winona Ryder is named for oh i didn't know that yeah Yeah, she stole her name too stole her name too stole her name um but yeah and and that was that was hands down one of the best contracts i ever worked in theater that that was so great the community was was it was only for the summer. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, they're a seasonal uh, uh, theater company that's based out of a small university that's right there on, uh, in the town. And the whole community was so great. Like, we, during Tech Week, Tech Week, for, for those that don't know theater terms, Tech Week is when you're doing the last bit, the nitty-gritty, uh, before you open. And so it's very stressful. There's not, you know, there's a lot more hours in the job site than there is in your bed. 
And, I was about to uh, say hell week when you said yeah, basically you said stress. I was thinking hell week when you said nitty gritty and yeah, getting down yep. to the wire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's oh, it's it's that last week of putting three shows together so that you can do them in rotation uh, on this stage, and so but that entire time nobody had to go anywhere for a meal because the community just kept bringing us potluck food uh, for a whole week. Every meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, oh, snacks man. were brought to us. It was awesome. It was one of the best communities I'd ever worked for. I mean, it wasn't just about the food either. It was also a great company. That, like, I mean, we did, uh, we did Hamlet, which was, it was Hamlet, so it was very long. Uh, we did Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is Dead, which is sort of a dark comedy spoof of Hamlet, based okay. on like you know his two home guys that he goes off with. That's it's it's the story of Hamlet told from their perspective. And oh, it was cool. it was hysterical. And then we also did uh, we did one of Shakespeare's comedies, and I sure as hell will not remember what it is. But it was funny. Yeah. Merry Wives of Windsor, boom, nailed it. It's a good show. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so, man, uh, yeah, you're Universal. It's almost man. Like, is it you say a dream job in a way? Uh, you went through the the journeyman, you know, the starving artist, it kind of, if you will, man. You're yeah. down Universal, man. That's awesome. Uh, it's um fantastic. i it's not that it's not a dream job here I, first off and foremost i love my mm. job with, with everything right, going right. on with uh like with the covid and all that crap oh exactly. uh, yeah. we were we were one like of the three major theme parks down here we were the one that held on to our full-time employees and and they took care of us they they, they did a we i mean every time at work and somebody's like man it's hot and this is some bullshit that we gotta do this i'm like you know what we got really fucking lucky <laughs> be, be glad you have a job yeah man yeah exactly yeah since yeah so uh a dozen yeah yeah so but like the job itself is is great i uh i started out uh i'm, I'm in the staging and rigging team with universal okay. and that is basically anything under your feet or over your head mostly all the stuff that's over your head we yeah. we put it up unless it's stuff that is in the park on a regular day-to-day basis it's us otherwise and uh yeah. And that's anything from all the crazy stuff that we do during Halloween Horror Nights all the way to our 80-foot-tall Christmas tree, mm-hmm. uh, the Mardi Gras floats that go in and out during Mardi Gras season because, you uh-huh. know, that one-night celebration needs to be two months long for us, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the really weird stuff in between. Like, we used to do the celebration of Harry Potter, which was sort of like Comic-Con for Harry Potter nerds. And uh, it was awesome. Like the actors would show up and because I was working backstage, I would get a chance to sort of meet them. And, you know, if they wanted to talk, they'd talk to people like whatever. Um, it was, it was a ton of fun uh, doing that. I, w- I wish that we, I hope that we get to go back to celebration of Harry Potter. We'll see if we do that in the future, but now that things are changing in our uh, scheduling and whatnot, okay. we'll see what happens. But uh, okay. it's so, yeah, it's, so it's not that it's not a dream job. It's like, if you're in Orlando, everybody works at the parks. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the and, main, and, main occupation for most people. It's, I mean, it's not the main one. There's a ton of other. Like, I don't want Orlando to be known as like that's it. That's right. all there. That's there. Yeah. But, but it is primarily what's there, okay. and mm-hmm. which isn't bad. I mean, you know, I look at I look at where I started. I look at growing up in landlocked Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, my family we didn't really do vacations. Like a vacation for us was taking the weekend and going up to grandma's in Paragould. You know. Yeah. And yeah. so. Now I I live in Orlando. I can go to you know I can go left or right and be at the ocean, and mm-hmm. I've got a job at freaking Universal Studios. Like yeah. I walk around in the sound stages where they filmed 
Waterboy and oh, all the hi. Double Dares and Guts and, and all yeah. that stuff, you know? I don't know about um, the Waterboy. Man, that's insane. Uh, yeah, they, the, they, they, they did a whole mess of scenes in uh, the sound stages where the haunted houses are for Horror Nights. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, like, I look at that and then I'm like, yeah, this is actually really really cool mm-hmm. like i do i do some pretty pretty cool stuff yeah. and so uh anyway so i started out as a staging tech too <laughs> which basically meant that i was uh hey go get that for me guy or hey pick this up put that down guy um yeah and i was seasonal so i basically was just there whenever <laughs> they had hours and then i got full-time and then very soon after that all within a year i got full-time and then i got a, a tech one position which meant cool. that i was now in charge of the final look and presentation of stuff out in the park that we would put out. Gotcha. Um, Working there how long? Uh, I'm coming up on six years at the end of the month. Golly, time flies. Uh-huh. I remember you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like that's still technically what I am homed to as the staging tech one. Uh, <laughs> since then, I've learned our computer system with scheduling and budget work and whatnot. And, uh, that has afforded me last year and now again this year to seasonally take on our supervisor position for my department. So now I'm basically doing the same things that I was doing before, except for now I get to be more focused on being a part of the front end attacking all of the information for the crew. So that whenever we go in to do overnights and install things like Halloween Horror Nights for Christmas and stuff like that, that, that my guys have all the information. They don't have to make that phone call at three in the morning and wake up a senior manager, you know? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Man, I kind of want to get to a few things here as, as we're winding down here. Man, uh, so, and, and I was, you know, I came down there uh, two years ago, and me and Marcus, we went to um, Fox and the Hound. Oh, yeah. And uh, we did a podcast there. It was actually my second episode. And I was kind of iffy on asking, and, man, uh, I could just came out. I was like, hey, man, uh, Pulse nightclub shooting. Oof. Hey, I understand, but you know, he's like, "Oh no, I'm comfortable talking about it." Absolutely, almost went there. They went somewhere else, and then it happened. Man, I guess I want to ask you, like, where were you at and your thoughts on it? I guess. Uh, Uh, Yeah, no, happy. I'm always happy to talk about it because it's a story that needs to never be forgotten. Right. Um, Exactly. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I I was asleep that night, but uh, in the morning I think I woke up for no reason whatsoever at like I don't know like five or six in the morning. I think I woke up at like five. Like the the sun wasn't quite up yet, and uh, I saw somebody's Facebook post. I saw the new it was the news the lo- the local news down here had a post up and it was about it. And I was like, what? So I turned on the TV. Yeah, and I'll never forget. Like you know, they were like, oh, there's eleven dead, and I was like, well, that's fucking terrible. And mm-hmm. then. Uh, my roommate walked out of her room and was looking at it and I was kind of filling her in. And then like right then is when they realized that it was 49 people shot dead. Oh, and then that man. bag of dick shithead killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Cow- cowardly way to go out. And, yeah. Know, man, just and that's when it like hits home. Cause you know, yeah. In that well, at- year or two shooting, they were shooting here, Little Rock at a club and then the Vegas. Yeah. Shooting, I mean, man, yeah. Boy, all that stuff back to back. Yeah. And it was, but honestly, like, here's the thing, like, nobody's, nobody's from Orlando. Like, you're not from Orlando. That's not a thing. Mm. But that day, as everybody was waking up to the news, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody went somewhere to donate blood or to go like, I mean, it had, I mean, it wasn't, the news was barely done putting it out there and Westboro Baptist yeah. was on their way down. So people were lining up for that. I mean, we had, I mean, every kind of mixed match and the other of person lined up in front of those fucking assholes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But but otherwise, I, I, it just it just brought about that sense of community, and that's just not mm-hmm. something that you really mm-hmm. you don't get in, in in a large city like Orlando. But you also it's it's Orlando where everybody's busy bustling around at the parks and stuff, so mm-hmm. you just don't get this. This is where I'm from. This is my hometown. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, but I think with 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 that, it really it really came out, and and that it the crime was a hundred percent because it was a homosexual club. Mm-hmm. But the community doesn't. They saw that somebody in their community got hurt, and they exactly. wanted to help fix it, and that was what was more important. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah. then, the conversation about all the logistics and the politics about it get kicked in, and mm. that's where it gets all feisty. And uh, I don't know, man. I got I got a whole mess of opinions on that, but yeah, that, yeah. that's either yeah. here or there. But yeah, I think uh, honestly, when it comes down to polls. Uh, it's it sucks that it took something that jarring and awful to happen to uh, to bring about that sense of community, but but it did. And I'm glad. And it's so cool when people mention like I guess something based around your podcast because I hear you know the word community thrown around, and that's mainly why I wanted to bring you know and do a podcast is because man, we don't. I mean, me and my wife talk about it all the time. I don't think there's you know we easily we don't talk to our neighbors and yeah. we don't talk to people we pass by on the street and, yep. and you know it's just it's so crazy so crazy and weird and like my wife was saying the other day and she said it multiple times you know people will generally just talk to you you know where they're from if you want to if you're curious and don't know well you know where you're from and how this works and what do you think about this yeah. people are glad to tell you about themselves it's just you got to show an interest and that's why i wanted to do this about you know bring our communities together getting to know our communities because i don't think that's and unless it's like a big tragic thing to happen which is sad that's all yeah and even with uh i want to kind of get into as well man with what's going on now uh man little rock i don't i mean and i think somebody put like a montage of all the states you know marching how was the protest Mm -hmm. did you participate in any protests down there? Um, I absolutely participated in the protests down here. Fantastic. Uh, I didn't, I only got to, I only physically got out to one, but whenever there was one, I was one of those keyboard warriors that was throwing out information about where, who was when, Mm -hmm. just so that people knew how to get to get back to their cars safely and stuff like that. Um, And I was, uh, you know, a couple of donations here and there, what I could. I mean, you know, it's it's tough times all around. So if you can, Mm -hmm. if you can, I highly recommend uh, donating to any of the bailout uh, funds or any of the, uh, any of the, any of them, just fucking pick one, you know? Uh, But yeah, I I went to, I went to one protest and it was uh, honestly for a straight white guy, it was amazing because I, I for once had absolutely nothing to add and it was really great to be the minority for once because mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, man, it's just been, it's, it's especially coming from growing up as again, a straight white dude in Arkansas. Like, yeah, I don't, why would I see any of this? You know, mm-hmm. why would I see any of the hypocrisy and, and the abuse and the oppression and, and the constant being put down 
and and now I I do I very much do and like you know it's it's stuff that uh, I've been going through even over the past few years uh, yeah. of of coming to terms with in my own brain because I mean it's it's not just uh, it's not just how you're raised it's it's how you're raised on top of also just how you identify with things around you. Mm-hmm. And if you can't relate to it, then you don't know how to process it sometimes. And so, you know, I can't relate to being a black guy. I can't relate to being uh, a woman trapped in a man's body. Mm-hmm. And these were things that I had issue with that I was learning about. And, and yeah. I now, I think the thing that I really boiled down to was it doesn't fucking matter. You don't stop somebody from being happy unless their happiness causes pain to somebody else. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah and uh, it, man it's, it's it amazes me because i'm just like it's just like with anything else i don't have time to just worry about i've got my own stuff i mean i worry about you know as what we're going through now in yeah. the country but man it's like got a problem with this and i was just telling my wife the other day you know i never was taught like this person or you shouldn't like this per or, or whatever. Like I just, and that's like I say, I get along just bad with anybody. If we, you know, we vibe, we vibe, I'm going to treat you no different. I mean, I'm going to treat everybody the same. If I don't get into it with you, it's not because of, of how you are or what you look like or whatever like that. It may be, we may disagree on something or have an argument, but yeah, man. And I just think, yeah, most people are just not, you well, know, it's, it's, I think it's also like our, our generation is also, the ones that we went, we were that gap. We were the gap of, mm. of, of, you know, uh, mono to stereo. We were that gap of, you know, the, the, the regular old way to, to, to digital. Like we were the first ones to get video, like actual video games in our hands and yeah. arcades. And then we were the first ones to be hitting the internet and, and all that stuff. And I think that that is also a thing that is speaking out now is that, we were the first generation to see the leftover racism and stuff like that from the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. which was pretty fucking thick to yeah. into the nineties where it was still present, mm-hmm. but like, we were just like, Oh, well, yep. Racism's done. We're cool now. It's mm-hmm. the nineties. Yay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, it did, well, and of course this is just from my perspective too. Like, I'm sure anybody can come on here and be like, Oh, well that's, that's not, no, it was definitely still racist in the nineties. Definitely still racist, you know, but like, and then in the early two thousands, it was like, cool, that never happened. And then all of a sudden it's become a thing again Yep. in some people's eyes. Uh, but it's been there this, this whole fucking time. And it's, but it's also like, I don't know, man, like we, we saw a lot of the old ways and we're on the forefront of, of what's to come. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. almost I'm almost jealous of of Gen Z because they're gonna they're gonna be even further than we are, you know. I mean, I don't want to yeah. eat Tide Pods uh, or like a toilet seat, <laughs> right. but but I am jealous that they're gonna get to see a better future. I I fucking hope a better future than than oh, what we're we've got right now. Yeah, not saying that what we've got right now isn't sure. great. But it's not terrible, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not great. <laughs> yeah and man i was thinking you know when that stuff with george floyd happened i think oh, i don't I, I, and i'm trying to think well was that the final trigger because everybody is just man scattered i mean i think it's because it was so many at once i think i mean yeah. i don't i think george yeah. floyd was a really big one yeah. uh, especially when all the, but and here's my favorite thing is like 
you don't hear a lot about anybody if they were actually guilty of something or if they were doing something yeah. terrible, but they were still brutalized by the police. Exactly. Like there was, so there was a, a wonderful prime example of a strong female officer that was here in Orlando and she got shot and killed on duty by a, that. Yeah. by a, by a bucket of garbage, uh, Markeith Lloyd. And oh, yeah. the cops that found him, I give them a lot of credit because he still walked out of there alive. Uh, mm. But he definitely got the, uh, let's just say he fell down a lot of stairs that happened to have batons next to him. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they beat the shit out of him. Now, oh, yeah. was that right? No. Will anybody ever blame them? Nah, because it was a cop, cop killer. Cop. It was a cop. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, so, their own. but like at the same time, legally speaking, that was fucking awful. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that one was spurred by race whatsoever. However, I do think that it was, be- I mean, it was hundred percent because he was the guy that killed the cop, but there are things that happen like that all the time. And it's not from cop killers. I mean, shit mm-hmm. OPD who I used to have a lot of respect for and yeah. uh, OPD who, who, who I used to defend. I was like, yeah, yeah cops can be garbage, but OPD is pretty fucking great. No, one right. of them tried to arrest like a, an 11 year old little girl. No, she was younger than that. She was like seven. I don't know how old she was, but mm-hmm. they tried to mm-hmm. arrest this little girl. Cause she was being a shit in school. And like, it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, haha, He's going to arrest this little girl. All right, let's see how this goes. Oh no. He's actually arresting her. Oh, this is happening. And like was like slinging her around, like he was a piece of shit about it. And then yeah, during yeah. the first one of the first protests, they were boxing people in and fucking mm-hmm. nailing them with pepper spray and tear gas exactly. and fucking tear gas. That's illegal in war, but we can do it to our own citizens. Stop. Yeah, so, man. Some of the stuff is getting outrageous. I'm like, does it? But then you got you know that that the, the, the I can't think of his last name, uh, Dylan. Yep. You know, a guy walks to the South Carolina church and just shoots. And, t- and they take a Burger King. I mean, oh, can I get some Burger King real quick? People, Do you man. mind if I get some Burger King? Yeah, you can get fries too. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm like, come on, people. And that's like, you well, and see the big picture. And like, you know, you had you had the marches against wearing a mask or being at home anymore. And these assholes yeah. walk into a freaking federal building, loaded to the teeth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what, what? Anybody can do that. It's a Second Amendment. And I was like, cool. Let's take a look at precedents. Uh, Nineteen, I think it was sixty-two, mm-hmm. or later than that, maybe it was sixty-eight. Doesn't matter. Look it up. When the Black Panthers did it, they all got fucking arrested. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's a huge systemic problem that a lot of people are ignoring because they don't see it from their perspective, and it doesn't Taking affect them. I- it, it's the same, no different than the Bible thumpers, you know, and I mean, I go to church and stuff, but I'm just like, you know, we accept everybody. I go to St. Mark's, one of the biggest churches in Little Rock, but I mean, I hear about all these other, like the, the deep South and it's just like, oh, this is, but I'm seeing, you know, I'm like, you got to look at all different aspects of different things, man. You can't oh, just yeah. like, oh, that's, you know, learning to get outside of your box. Yeah. Learning to get outside of your box and look around at everything is, is truly the key of life. That's the thing. You're going to see some shit and it's going to make it real. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to make your life a lot more hard, like a lot harder to, to just get through, but Mm -hmm. you're going to be a lot happier that, you know, you know, another's life getting to know people from their perspective is so much more important than sticking in your own. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, uh, what's kind of, uh, like you have a favorite play or, um, 
Uh, you know, you got Rent, uh, Hamilton just to drop. Probably going to watch that in, in the near future. Um, any, any favorite plays you have? Um, oh, man. Um, probably a list long, but uh, any like uh, <laughs> uh, number, yeah. one, number one favorite. <laughs> uh, honestly, and it's a bit cliche, but, you know, if it wasn't good, it wouldn't be a cliche. Um, mm-hmm. If you want a good show that's got some comedy and it's also got some great metaphors for life, uh, the Tempest by William Shakespeare is, is one of my favorite shows. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not my hands down. I mean, God, that's like trying to, that's like asking me to pick a favorite song. That's just impossible. I ain't going to, oh, yeah, no, no, you know, definitely for but you field, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, but yeah, I'd say Tempest is, is great. I mean, it was, it was, <clears throat> it was a dying man's last play and, uh, and he put, he put everything he could into it. So I think that one's a solid one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and man, uh, go ahead and plug in your uh, podcast. Uh, you started your podcast. Was it last year? Uh, yeah, actually it's a year in about a week. We're, oh, yeah, we're just about a week shy from being a year old. Uh, okay. but it's, uh, me, my buddy, Freddie and my buddy, Steven, uh, over here in Orlando, we do the, uh, the green onion initiative, which you can find any of our stuff at, uh, the green onion initiative.com or on Facebook. You can find us uh, as the green onion initiative. We also have uh, an Instagram page and, and all that stuff, but uh, you can find us on any platform. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. just any of it. Uh, if you go to our website, all of our links are right there. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. And uh, man, what's, what's kind of next for you? Uh, what do you see in the next five, 10 years for you? Oh, professionally i'm hoping that i'll i'll still be here at uh universal chucking along got a new park that we're trying to get open for everybody so uh maybe there'll be something fun and exciting there and then uh personally i'm still rocking that podcast i hope i hope that blows up and i don't have to work anymore unless i want to for fun (laughs) right (laughs) i think we all yeah that would be lovely right yeah so man appreciate you being on the show thank Uh, you for having me man next time oh yeah no worries and uh Hope I can get down there and man, there's a man, there's a taco place you guys go to and it looks so yummy. Oh, sloppy taco palace, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm like, oh my god. Listen, man. SCP is it's it's two blocks from my house, and they unfortunately for my wallet know me by a first name basis and by drink order. <laughs> yeah, and uh do they serve alcohol there, cocktails or oh oh absolutely. They have uh excellent craft beers and PBR okay. that are two fifty a tall boy. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, we're toasting you down there, man. Orlando, appreciate you being on and take care. All right, man. See ya. All right, Lou. See you. All right, bye.